Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even a five-star review, wherever you get your podcasts. I am Anthony Totri, joined on this, hmm, what's a good word? Terrific? What's you heck? always do terrific. It's a mid, it's a mid word. Um, I always do tasty on bets. Ooh. Tasty Tuesdays. Um, what about? Uh, Titanic. Mm. Is, is, a, is that in a good way or a bad way? In a in a good way because the Suns play tonight. It's a Titanic game for the Suns. Okay, but you do know what happens to the Titanic, <laughs> right? You know how that story ends. Listen, man. listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> just head, I just ripped my head off the his head on the. It's a Titanic Tuesday. <laughs> it is now a Titanic Tuesday. We're going <laughs> we got, down in flames. <laughs> that was the iceberg that brought <laughs> shot down. We got. Geez. Were there flames in the Titanic? Probably at some point. Yeah. I mean, a ship sunk and broken half. I imagine there if, was... if there were flames in a sinking boat in the middle of the ocean, it was really cold. Would you like get closer to them? No, because no, because the sink, flames? the sink is the the sink, the ship Whoa. sinking sucked people to the to under the water. Yeah, fact. But there were flames but, because if you watch, say you're out of the boat and there's oil fires on the top of the ocean, mm. do you swim closer? No, I do. Okay. Well, no, the oil can get all over me. Yeah, maybe or just you... a little bit closer, get a little bit of heat. Uh, I'm not playing games with fire in the water. I don't have enough control. Well, you'd be dead anyways. You can't swim. That is a good point. Well, no, but then I'd get on a board. Like I'd get, on, I'd find like a floating dresser door or something like that. And what if there is none? Don't let go, Jack. Unmake it. I'll, I'll throw a man, woman, or child off of a like <laughs> if I have to. It's, <laughs> okay. it's, sink or, it's quite literally sink or swim at that point. Wait, but I'm getting on a light. It's women and children first. Not yeah, but there were some men. You yeah. watch? Did you watch the Titanic movie where the guy's like, "This is my kid," and it's just some random child that they took so he can get yeah. on the boat. I would do that if I had to sink or swim. You know who was really cool in the Titanic? The people that played the violins until the, sh- yeah. the ship sank. Violins. That's joy. like that's got like real like, Uh-oh. like no, it's just baller energy. Uh-oh. It's just like like that's uh, baller to you. Like the guys that yeah. play the guys that play drums, like walking into a war, like Revolutionary War. Yeah. They're just like I'm doing this shit. This is my job. I don't give. I don't. I don't care. Honestly, to the death. If I could, if I could get a guarantee that I wouldn't be killed in battle, that's a dream job. To be the drummer. Yeah. Is that a dream job? But you just play- got death all around you and. That's yeah. definitely not a dream job, but you know what is a dream job? <laughs> well, Being a piccolo player. Piccolo player. A piccolo player. <laughs> Here come the men marching down the battlefield. Dear God. Listening. I apologize. I, so. I apologize for everybody <laughs> listening you, on you, audio. You said this. that like half a song, half of like a, and now, now at bat, number three, pop Jeffrey Thomas. <laughs> okay. So it's already gone off the rails. That would be Shane's dream job. Uh, but oh, going off rails, yeah, or no, yeah, piccolo playing, piccolo yeah. playing. Oh, that's right. That, piccolo, that's the dream job, piccolo playing in the midst of mass death. <laughs> Shane okay. Diefenbach. Well, we're no longer talking about your guys' dream jobs, <laughs> we're going to talk about the dream jobs of some former Sun Devils, um, specifically on the football side of things. The 2022 NFL draft uh, kicks off on Thursday in Las Vegas. I know the Cardinals have got a great show planned at the Ainsworth, it's live there Thursday and Friday, is it not? It is. Oh, no, no, live there on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, they're live in the studio here. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, definitely go RSVP. Get out there. Like almost 200 people. Go have some fun. Crazy. Go have some Fired fun. Up. We could see For some Cardinals either. taking, uh, dipping into the former ASU pool like mm. they've done in the past. Uh, that's going to be what we're talking about today. Is it chlorinated? What? Is the ASU pool chlorinated? Freshwater? Mm. It's definitely heated. I don't know if it's chlorinated, though. Mm. Definitely heated. Uh, I wrote an article on gophnx.com yesterday 
in regards to the offensive prospects. So we'll talk about them first before we get onto the defensive side of things. Um, we'll start with Rashad White. Everybody's talked about him getting his stock kind of boosted, especially after the Senior Bowl. Uh, really a dynamic running back for ASU. I think he proved that to a lot of people. I believe he had 43 receptions last year, which in terms of uh, – What's it called? Like Curtis Hodges, for example, in his full five years at ASU had fewer catches than Rashad White had last season, which is absolutely wild to me. Um, Shane, I'll start with you because I know you're a big Rashad White guy, but where do you think he lands? What round and what do you think would be a perfect fit for him? Um, We talked about this a little bit in the past. I think a team that needs a J.D. McKissick type would benefit well from him. Uh, and I could see him taking the starting role. What are you looking at, like, Sean? I mean, you, Bills? you know, a team that signed JD McKissick for about three hours and then he yeah. dipped Buffalo Bills. Um, I feel like any any team like I, I and I know they kind of have their running back situation figured out, but a team like check down Central Miami Dolphins with Tua, like someone that can have a, a running back that they can trust Dude, to catch the ball. Tua's not going to be Mister Checkdown next year. I think he's always going to be Mister no, Checkdown, which is not a bad thing. He's throwing down the field. Two is one of those guys. Well, I'm sorry, this, is, this is such a tangent. But, of course it is. So <laughs> one one thing you can read about quarterbacks to know to see if they're frauds or not are like Russell Wilson, for example, doesn't throw in the middle of the field, but he has a crazy deep ball. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield can't throw in the middle of the field and he has a kind of a good arm, but he's a fraud because he doesn't throw in the middle of the field. And when he does, it's 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 usually tragic. Two is not afraid <laughs> to do that. Tua can throw the ball and put you where put it where it should be when he has protection in the middle of the field. Um, this has the, been the Tua hype train segment of this, and now we're off of the cha- train. Going back to Rashad White, <laughs> um, as we said, Mel Kiper had him in his top five before the season started, and he fell out. I don't know why, but it happened. I think it was less to do with yeah him and more to do with other players yeah. exploding for sure. But I don't think I still don't think he. Deserve to do that. Where he falls, I'm not sure. Mock drafts and experts don't know where he falls either because it's from round three to round six. Yeah. I think he could get taken late round two, honestly, Um, depending on on people jumping to get their running backs. I'm a huge, huge advocate for not taking running backs high. I agree. If at all in the draft. Go find them undrafted. Go find them in free agency. But for Rashad White's sake, I hope he gets taken in the second or third round. Get your bag. The, the the man deserves it. I, yeah. I I think he makes an impact. I think he's the most impactful player out of ASU in this draft. Um, and I, I I just I don't understand why more teams aren't looking at him. Yeah. So just to go a little bit deeper into the mock drafts, NFL.com has him going to the Saints in round three. Sports Illustrated has him going to the Eagles in round five, and the Athletic has him going to the Cardinals in round six. Uh, my player comp for him um, was Kenyon Drake. Kind of does a lot of the same that. Uh, White was able to do at ASU in terms of being able to both run and catch the ball effectively. Um, I think he will play that style of a role on whatever NFL team he goes to. But I do think from a talent perspective, I think he's got a little bit more of an upside than Kenyon Drake did um, coming out of college. So I'm I'm really excited to see where White lands. Moving on to the offensive. Yeah, go ahead. Can I give my comp? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Kenyon Drake, I think, is the perfect comp. I think that's a really good one. I'd say maybe just because of a little bit bigger size. Kenyon Drake's pretty big. But just Arizona Cardinal running back James Conner early in Steelers yeah. career, maybe even a little Le'Veon Bell in him. 
Um, the way he's able, I think Le'Veon Bell is a good comp when he was young, um, because <laughs> of as Chanel is on our screen, um, and Sean <laughs> just took me off track by looking at it. Um, I think I think Le'Veon Bell is a good comp in the fact that when he was young, he was obviously way more athletic and showed some flashes that Rashad White did in college, but at the same time was an extremely patient runner. And that's what Rashad White will bring you. He runs so patiently. He finds the right holes. He makes the good cuts. And then in addition, he's super athletic, can catch the ball and go downfield. Um, as I've said before, if you are in a fantasy league that's dynasty driven, take yeah. him early. He can get you some super, super major points in a, in, in a couple of years probably. Yeah, I like the idea of PPR especially going uh, in a dynasty league. Sean, do you have a player comp for Rashad White? I honestly don't do the whole player comp thing. Oh, I that's above Sean. I, I understand. One of those people. but like, Really? I feel like this is something you you do and you'd be like, ah, oh, this is the best player comp there is. No. no, no Sean, Sean strikes me as the type of guy that, that doesn't think players should be comp because everybody's unique and everyone's special in their own way. Okay. Uh, Kind of. It's just like – my thing my whole thing with player comps is just like a there's that like everyone is kind of unique to a certain extent but also like it, it largely depends on the team that they go to and how they get used um and also how they're able to make that transition to the nfl so i, I don't so in this whole this this whole episode i don't want to hear a single player comp out of you i don't yeah i don't have any okay <laughs> good to know moving to the offensive line we've got donovan west um he was a what three-year starter at ASU, uh, he. You know what guy he reminds me of? Stop it! <laughs> I get out. Get the fuck out. Uh, so this is what Lance Zerline, an NFL draft analyst, had to say about West. Let me know what you guys think. He's an under undersized center prospect with strengths and weaknesses that could match him with an inside-outside zone offense. West could offer guard flexibility, but he's better suited for the pivot. He takes smart angles to his block and makes an effort to improve positioning once he's connected. He will struggle to contain power in the A-gaps and his tendency to lean in as a pass protector is sure to be taken advantage of if he doesn't get his posture corrected. NFL.com has him going in round six to the Vikings. Sports Illustrated has him going in round five to the Raiders and the Athletic has him going to the Seattle Seahawks in round five. What do you think, Shane? Mm, Undersized linemen are so hard to gauge. Like, you have to be really good, dude. You really do. Especially with the edge and – I mean, I know he's a center, but especially with the edge and the size of these – beasts yeah. coming into the nfl now yeah. it's so hard to be an undersized lineman I, I i hope for the best i don't know if i would take him in early i just i don't know yeah no i i once you get into like the later rounds of draft like predicting where someone's gonna go i feel like is a complete crapshoot especially with someone like an undersized lineman because it really just comes down to like if, if someone wants to take the risk it definitely like but uh, he's on draft boards yeah no, no, no. i mean he's, he was obviously very good so like uh, he deserves to get drafted um but it just is a matter of, of where you feel like doing that but it does like when you think of like a, an undersized center trying I, to guard a, yeah i will say though donovan Donald. west being an undersized center there's a lot of undersized centers in the nfl that that make their money because they know how to play at undersized yeah. and he's one of those guys that use that in college he was really good at, you know, using his leverage. Um, I hear the term, this is draft buzzwords are so fun to me. One of my favorite ones is he has high bend. He's very bendable. Um, and that's kind of what he is. Are you bendable? That's more for defensive and uh, defensive ends when they use that. But I just like to say that. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I am I pulled my back again this morning in the same place. And it hurts God. again. Um, 
super smart guy. Uh, yeah. I, I, if you were to take an underside off uh, uh, center, this would be the guy, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think what boosts his stock a little bit, or at least has him in the conversation to get drafted, is the fact that he was a three-year starter at yeah. ASU. And you look at what the ASU rushing attacks have been while he was in place there. Um, and I think that's definitely something that's that's got to come up in terms of scouting and what GMs look at. My comp for him was Buffalo Bills offensive guard Cody Ford. Um, just looking from a size perspective, um, they're pretty similar. I think Ford's probably a little stronger than West is, uh, but I, I, I think I like the fit with that one. I've driven Cody Ford's truck before. You have? Yeah. How the fuck Why? did that happen? I was a valet driver at a hotel slash steakhouse, and he came in, gave me a nice tip. Um, and yeah, I drive. He had some important document that just had like it had like the Bills logo in his name in an envelope in his truck. Didn't look at it because I'm a good person. Um, <laughs> I was very intrigued. Um, big guy, big truck. Big guy, big truck. Um, but I, I, if you're getting a Cody Ford, like I, obviously I'm a little biased, but I'm a fan of Cody Ford. So like. That would be, I think, anybody that can get that, especially if you're getting him in a later round, if you're getting him in a fifth round, I, and he has that kind of potential to be a starting, a star, starting, a, a, an effective starting NFL lineman. Mm-hmm. I, I think you like you, that's a that's a win for whatever team could end up with yeah. someone like that. Hundred percent. Do you have a comp, Shane? I don't have offensive lineman comps. No man. offensive lineman. No, because comps? because offensive linemen. The only reason why you comp offensive linemen is because of size and, and and weight. Like like, I don't know. I I don't really. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to keep with the offensive lineman. Kellen Deesh, uh, you want to talk about fucking size? This guy, six foot seven, um, slightly taller than I am um, for everybody listening on audio and can't see me. Uh, but he fits the size of an ideal NFL offensive tackle, uh, but he's not very fast at all. Um, and I think that's going to knock him in terms of draft position. Where he's slated to go in terms of mock draft, um, have him between rounds four and five. NFL.com has him going to the Jags in round four. Sports Illustrated also has him going to the Jags in round four. Um, and the Athletic has him falling to the Raiders in round five. My player comp for him was the Miami Dolphins offensive tackle, Liam Eikenberg. Do you want me to give give you one for this? Yeah. Just because he's six foot seven, give me Taylor Lewan. <laughs> All right. Um <sighs> Yeah, it is definitely. I feel like Shane was talking about the, the size and the speed, especially on the edge on defense or, earlier. Like having somebody that's slow is is concerning, especially um, a tackle. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Here's the other concern that I hear a lot about Deesh is his arms. They're very short. Oh, man, for somebody at six that. seven, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, what we call that unlucky. Very unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, my my reason for copying him to Eichenberg, I watched Eichenberg when he was at Notre Dame. Uh, and like I said, obviously you can compare the size, but in terms of what you had to say in regards to just movement and arm length and just the way they play, I love how gritty Deesh is, similar to Eichenberg. Um, I think he probably projects as a right tackle at best, a starting right tackle, hopefully. Um, down the line, I think it's going to take him some time to to really get there and hopefully um, – correct his, his his footwork to make up for his lack of you know quickness uh-huh. um 
But this is what Lance Erline had to say about him again, NFL draft analyst. Thies is highly athletic with the initial quickness and fluidity to stand out on reach blocks, second-level cutoffs, and long poles in space. He's scheme-dependent, lacking strength to generate movement as a drive blocker. He lacks functional length, and the anchor needed to keep NFL speed to power rushers from ruining his day. If he can add the necessary strength and mass, he'll have a chance to find snaps in a heavily move-oriented offense. So that normally you see these um, breakdowns of prospects, and you're like, you see some stuff, that's spot fucking on. Yeah. Because if you remember um in the oregon state game like what was killing him was schemes yeah. he was getting like they were doing different things and he was just he had a terrible game but he also mentions i mean this is a lineman who ran a 489 uh you pull a tackle out wide like that get down space get downfield if he's in the right system he could be utilized very well and he could be utilized as the sixth offensive lineman sometimes yeah. i could see but for now yeah i think i think that's a perfect uh profile on him we'll see where he goes um, the final ASU offensive prospect that we're going to talk about today, tight end Curtis Hodges. Um, we all know that this guy is fucking six feet eight. The I would say the highest ceiling and the lowest floor of any yeah. of the ASU prospects here. Um, I, I brought it up while we were talking about Rashad White, but Curtis Hodges just underperformed, it seemed like, every year at ASU. The expectations were always really high. Um and part of it was injuries. He dropped some catchable balls at times. But, like, part of being an NFL player, right, is dur- durability mm-hmm. and being able to stay on the field. I hate, th- I hate the thing of, oh, this player's good, but he always gets hurt. Well, then he's not that good because part of being a professional athlete is keeping your body right. And I get there are sometimes some injuries that, you, you know, are just spur-of-the-moment things that you really can't prep for. But when your job is to stay healthy and be a professional athlete, you've got to keep your body right, especially season after season. If you keep getting hurt, like you shouldn't spend five years in Tempe and Rashad White be here for what last season and get more receptions than you did in a five year span when you played tight end and wide receiver. So what do you what what, what is what is his 40 say more about him or Deesh? Four, eight, five as compared to Deesh's four, eight, nine. I feel like it says more about him. Yeah. Like it's it's again a. <laughs> I don't for for me with Hodges it's I don't know how bad he wants it and I think like if he really wanted to go out there and be a star-studded NFL player he's got the intangibles to do it like we talk about it every every time on the show like you can't teach somebody how to be six foot eight Mm -hmm. but like if he wanted to go be a pro and get his body right there's no reason that he could he couldn't have been Jaden Daniels top target last year for sure so my player comp for him um is the Los Angeles Chargers tight end, Donald Parham. Um, little mm. bias because I've watched Donald Parham play Chargers fan. Six foot eight, not used outside of the red zone. Yeah. Strictly a red zone target because he doesn't do anything else. I'll give you a ceiling comp. Logan Thomas. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Without without the quarterbacking. Um, but yeah, Logan Thomas, six six, but length, and that's what Curtis Hodges has. Not the fastest guy, but when he gets going, he gets going. And I could see him. That's probably the ceiling for him, but that's still a good ceiling. Man. That's a starter. Logan Thomas was the Washington tight end yes. for a yeah. while, injury prone as well. Yes. Um, so <laughs> let's hope that he could be Logan Thomas without the mm. the injury. Yeah, maybe add the quarterbacking. Yeah. Logan Thomas used to be a quarterback. It's true too. Um, um, be- before you get to to what you're saying, Sean, just it, across the board here with the mock drafts, he's going undrafted. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I think he ends up undrafted, but I think when you got a guy with that kind of size, 
Um, and like I, I like you were talking about his numbers and stuff like that. Like I feel like you have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because a like Rashad White, like that was that's an enigma. Like that's something that you don't. They were well, there 43 was, catches isn't that many catches. No, I know, but like he was the their entire offense. Like he was used as their he was their best receiver and best running back. So like like and I don't think ASU was necessarily a team that was like they weren't targeting their tight end like that. But um when you got that kind of size, he's going to get But but this you target your tight end if he's good enough to be the X That's factor. that's well valid. And he should be. And clearly he's not fast enough to get any real separation. Valid. No, 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 but uh, but, but he yeah, I, I don't think he's drafted. I'd be surprised if he did. But he's the going to be the kind of guy that's going to at least get an opportunity with on an NFL roster with that kind of size, especially if you can you just use him in the red zone where he doesn't really you don't have to worry about his speed really. He can just go and reach over people like uh he'll, he'll get an opportunity do i think he's going to end up i could see him being like a guy that gets cut in the preseason i obviously yeah. would like to see him end up on an nfl roster and make an impact but i don't know if this that's... is so mean but he seems like the type of guy that is on a hard knocks and you're really rooting for him and then he gets cut yeah curtis hodges usfl maybe belongs. xfl mm-hmm. It's like he, and it's funny because ASU, like, just I feel like they kind of mirror mentalities. But I feel like Curtis Hodges would be great on Blue Mountain State. Like, he reminds me of a Blue Mountain State player. Like, <laughs> does he not just a little bit? No, no, he doesn't fit there. I mean, I feel like just go the... goats. Anybody? Uh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I guess I kind of, in a weird way, see what you're saying. But like, he's just kind of there because he's there. Like, he gives me the Alex Moran mentality of like. Being the backup quarterback's the best job in like in sports. He, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I feel like this kind of guy that could definitely be like XFL, like all XFL first team, all XFL first team. Yeah, with that kind like of that's, size, that's insulting. To XFL players. Oh, I mean, come on. He's not like he wouldn't be an NFL draft prospect if he wasn't like half decent. If he wasn't six foot eight, you would never hear about him again. Yeah, but he's six foot eight, so he's gonna. I I, I have a hard time believing that if, even if he doesn't end up on an NFL roster with the USFL and the XFL, and I guess indoor football, like he, I feel like you're gonna. He, he's not gonna be done playing football if he doesn't get a chance on an NFL roster. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's just the name It'll of the be game. Interesting to see what happens, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, before we move on to the defensive prospects, gotta tell you about what's going on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit the NBA playoffs in full swing. we got a couple series possibly coming to an end um, over the next couple of days. You guys have a DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week? Oh, it's Suns to win in six. Suns to win in six. Give me it. Give me it. Inject in my veins. You can Next bet that. You can bet. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, can bet right. correct series. Then Suns to win in six would also be my. I'll, I'll just take the Suns money line tonight. Or uh, what's the spread tonight? Uh, six and a half. Suns. Suns. Yeah. Six and a half. Suns minus six. Yeah. Oh. oh. Suns minus six and a half. Their money line's minus two seventy five. Oh boy. Um. I li- I did a uh, this morning. I woke up and I placed a three, um, through a money line parlay on the Heat, uh, all the favorites today. Um, I like that. the heat are without Jimmy Butler. It's now four and a half. So, uh, oh, Jimmy's not playing tonight. No. Ooh. Well, I'll take the. Ooh, honestly, I hate to. I hate to do this. You're gonna fade him. Pelicans to cover the spread. I think the Suns win, but 
with the way that the series is going, six and a half points kind of scares me. Um, so I, I'm going to go Sun or Pelicans to cover the spread. My pick of the week. I'm going to go uh, Bucks spread for tomorrow. Is that I believe eleven and a half? Uh, Zach Levine entered safety protocols, health and safety protocols, so he will not play um, tomorrow. And we saw the Bucks absolutely dominate the Bulls the last couple of games, and that was with Zach Levine. Um, so if they can replicate any sort of performance um, that they've done the last couple of games, I don't even think it's going to be really much of a contest tomorrow. But if you don't like those bets, again, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus series on only gambling problem. Call when you hit our next step. New customers only. A minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Guys, let's move on to... Oh, I'm going to comp up so hard for the corners. Oh, I've been thinking about, <laughs> I'm this comp. For, I'm thinking about this for a while. Well, let's start. Let's start with uh, Jack Jones, ball hawk, defensive back for ASU. Um, we've got a rather long draft, uh, just overview from Lance Erlang. Can I, can I say one thing that's yeah. in here? Yeah. Weaknesses, string bean frame with small hands. <laughs> wow. What do you make of the whole hand thing in the NFL? I think it's it's pretty damn important i think yeah i mean for corners it yeah it depends on what position for corners maybe not as much but for quarterbacks that means a lot (laughs) so this was the overview of jones a highly coveted recruit coming out of long beach poly high school jones initially attended usc started all 14 games in his sophomore season leading the trojans with four interceptions but following the breakout season jones was ruled academically ineligible and then arrested for breaking into a restaurant after hours eventually pleading guilty to second degree misdemeanor charge of commercial burglary after spending a year in junior college, Jones enrolled at ASU, as we know, earning all Pac-12 honorable mention honors in 2019 and 2021. He was limited to one game in 2020 due to a, spen- a suspension for violating team rules. As a player, he's a ball-hawking cornerback with playmaking instincts. Despite solid ball production, though, Jones also gave up a lot of touchdowns at the college level. His lack of size-slash-strength should make technique a top priority as his talent for finding the football won't matter as much if he can't get on the field. Jones could be a late day three selection, but physical deficiencies are working against him. <sighs> Thoughts, feelings, concerns? Yep, yep, and yep. Did you guys lose anybody today? <sighs> Sorry. Eat your red vine or Twizzler or whatever the fuck that is. <sighs> I've been, I've been thrown off. He just had to come in. Yeah, it's just it's the free real estate thing. Even when nothing's happening. Wildcats UVA fans, fans are always so thinking bored, about us. They need to do something. Go ahead. No, um, I I'm curious because the NFL like the whole scouting thing always is like it, you could say a lot of things about it, but I feel like it's I'm just curious if like the whole quote unquote character issues thing is going to come up and how that's going to. It's got his, to. It's going to come job. up in the ESPN broadcast yeah, if he gets drafted. I mean, just look at it. Like, even when he was at ASU, he was suspended. Yeah. So, I feel like he probably will end up getting drafted later than he should on a pure talent and potential basis. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you spend a pick on him. Um, NFL.com and The Athletic both have him going undrafted. Sports Illustrated has him going to the Kansas City Chiefs in round five, and my player comp for him um, is Houston Texans cornerback Desmond King the second? Yeah, that was, um, that's a good one. Love. I mean, obviously you can compare the size, but from a ball skills perspective and just what he's capable of, 
I think he can definitely be um, a cornerback in the NFL and get playing time. It's just a matter of can he stay on the field um, and can he correct some technique issues that led to him giving up a lot of touchdowns last season. I'm going to be Mr. Positive again. Sean, can you guess who I'm going with? Former Bills corner, st- little string bean guy too, six foot tall. Vontae Davis? No. Levi Wallace. Oh. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like I like Levi Wallace a lot. Mm. Um that's again ceiling. Like that's that, that. Yeah. yeah, these are all ceiling comps, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean I or feel not like necessarily, that's but... uh when you like that's a good ceiling. Like if you can become a Levi Wallace in the NFL, for that's sure. like he was too pricey for the Bills to resign. Yeah, like <laughs> that's great. I and I feel like even if you're not that good, you could still be a very like you can definitely contribute. Um, I feel like I feel like this is going to be a kind of situation where you see a lot of, like, I don't know, someone makes a great play on special teams in a couple of years. You're like, oh shit, it's Jack it's, Jones. It, yeah, it's Jack Jones. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like that might be the kind of the situation for a lot of these guys. Um, but yeah, I think if you could become a Levi Wallace, then that's uh, wherever wherever someone gets him, it's going to end up being a value. Yeah, I want to keep it in the secondary. We're going to go to Chase Lucas. Um, a guy who has just had an interesting career at ASU. I feel like after the first season and a half with the Sun Devils, people were thinking this guy could be a first, second round pick because uh, he has that kind of potential, which is something I feel like we talk a lot about in terms of ASU yeah. football players. Um, but over the last couple of years, just kind of really plateaued. Um, this is what Lance Zerline had to say about him. He's got a slender boundary. He's a slender boundary corner with an enormous amount of football snaps in his background. Lucas plays in off coverages, which is likely for the best considering his lack of strength and long speed. He typically trusts his eyes and has the traits to make plays in the football. He plays with adequate footwork to pedal and match basic routes, but struggles to stay connected to more complex routes as his body control and change of direction let him down. His lack of size will make him a target against both the run and the pass at the next level. Lucas projects as a late-round pick or undrafted free agent who could struggle to find NFL work. This is a, what's it called? Not the ceiling, not the floor. The second-story bedroom comp. For Chase Lucas, Sidney Jones, former Jaguar corner, now Seahawks cornerback. I like Sidney Six Jones foot too. frame, plays off coverage, kind of gets targeted because of his size, but is a dog. Um, and I think Chase Lucas can be a dog in the NFL. I and, and and I don't think that's his ceiling. I think he can be a great corner. Maybe even like he hits hard. He. he oh boy, I do. Where are you going with it? Don't say Jalen. Wow, it's telling me to be quiet. It said American Psycho. Uh, Josh Norman. I could see a Josh Norman type guy for his ceiling. I like the energy Bills podcast today. What? It's a big Bills podcast today. It's a Buffalo Mm, Bills. (laughs) No, not not Bills, Josh Norman. (laughs) That's not what I want. Uh, Well, ironically enough, Sports Illustrated has him going to the Bills in round six. Um, NFL.com has him going to the Titans in round six. And the Athletic has him going to the Texans in round six. Um, So it looks like. We'll see Chase Lucas off the board in round six. Yeah, I feel like he's going to end up on a team like the Bills that's desperate for secondary depth. Um, I just am des- I just really hope that a, a a Sun Devil ends up on the Bills just so I can say that. Just they so did. you can say that happened. Um, but yeah, it's this a whole the whole pre-draft thing is just always weird to me because it's just like we don't like. It, so like it's just one of these guys might end up being one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, you never like know. You, you never you never know. So it's I, I, these are we're all we're talking about all guys that 
I know they were going to see a Sun Devil. We're not going to obviously not going to see a Sun Devil on day one, but like, um, I don't think we see anybody before third round. Um, and so I think anybody that ends up being an effective NFL player is going to end up being like they're going to they're going to look going to end up looking at them as a steal. Um, yeah, if you can get them in the sixth round. So I feel like if you were looking for a positive in the fact that all of these guys are going to end up being lower picks, the 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 pressure on them to be instant performers is not really going to be there. Yeah. 100%. So, 100%. I agree with you. My player comp um, is Panthers cornerback Troy Pride Jr., um, another guy that I had the pleasure of watching at Notre Dame. Um, similar body style, similar potential is kind of where I went with this comp. Um, a guy that has the absolute potential to be what you said, like a ceiling comp of a Josh Norman. Um, he's got the ball skills, and I think he proved that over the first year and a half. If he can get back to that, um, and if he can write find the right system, the right defensive coordinator um, that can kind of just put him in in a position to make plays every now and then where he doesn't have to be that star guy like he had to be at ASU for such a long period of time. I think he will really thrive. Um, But wishing uh, Chase Lucas nothing but the best. I think he's definitely a guy that people in Tempe want to see succeed. Uh, We'll move on to a guy that I know you're super fond of. Shane, Darian Butler. I don't know where to go with this. I might be crazy. You oh, you boy. might be crazy. So NFL.com has him going undrafted. Which is just insane to me. The point. Athletic also has him going undrafted. I know why, but. And Sports Illustrated, ha- Sports Illustrated has him going to the Chiefs in round seven. And everything that I've seen has him falling because he is just simply undersized. He's 5'11". There are like five, six linebackers that get playing time in the NFL that are 5'11". You know what, who one of them is? Oh, here we go. Devin Bush. Way slower than Devin Bush. Oh, yeah. But Devin Bush plays so smart and obviously really fast. But th- this is this is a guy that I could see just from a pure size standpoint. He reminds me of a slow Devin Bush matched with – now, hold on now. Here we go. Darius Leonard. This man – I'm just watch how Darius Leonard plays. I'm not saying Darius Leonard – Ask talent right off. You're the talking. Bat. About, I, I see the the Leonard comp in terms of intelligence, in terms of just play on the field. Like Darius Leonard is a commander of yeah. the Colts defense, and I love it. And I think he is a one of the best linebackers yeah. in the NFL. I think Butler has that potential in terms of the thing he's lacking. The thing he's lacking that honestly didn't show up. That the people, sir, the the thing that people think he's lacking is coverage. If you recall something I brought up on the show like a month ago, he was the second highest rated coverage linebacker in the Pac-12. Yeah. People don't realize that. And well, that's what Devin Bush and Darius Hunter are both good at. And I'm not saying he has the the, the speed and physicality that these guys get do because he doesn't. But from a potential standpoint, that's the type of player he could be. Yeah. I now in the first couple of years, I don't I don't think he gets drafted. I think he makes a roster. I don't think it's just on special teams. I think he gets playing time. Serious playing time? This I'm not year. sure. It's a serious playing time? I'm not sure. I think he might get playing time this year, yes. Yeah, I definitely think he does make a roster this year. He is, so uh, we said Curtis Hodges was the highest ceiling, highest floor player in terms of ASU prospects. Definitely um, on the offensive side of things. I think Butler is the highest ceiling, lowest floor prospect in mm. terms of defense, but for different reasons. I think Darian Butler is hands down like he will give you every ounce of effort that he has, 
But what he doesn't have is the size and the speed to make up for it. Whereas Curtis Hodges has the size um, and not really anything else. Uh, I do think Butler makes a roster. I'm really, really interested to see who signs him, um, especially in terms of preseason, because he will get playing time in the preseason. We will see him um, in preseason games. I'm super excited to see what he's able to do. Yeah. Uh, my comp for him was Nick Bolton, uh, okay. who was a Kansas City Chiefs linebacker. Similar size, doesn't have the the just dominant strength. He's not the fastest guy in the world, uh, but he's a definite role player on that Kansas City Chiefs defense, which we know wasn't the greatest defense in the world last year. Uh, but a guy that gets quality playing time as an undersized linebacker, I could see that being um, the scenario for Darian Butler. The final ASU prospect that we're going to talk about today is defensive lineman DJ Davidson. Now, this is a guy, again, Sports Illustrated and The Athletic have him going undrafted. NFL.com has him going to the Cardinals in round seven, I believe. It was a comp pick that they've got him going um, as. This is what Zerline has to say about him. He's a gap-stuffing nose tackle who plays with good strength to disrupt blocking from guard to guard. Davidson is an early down run defender only, but he can be a handful to get blocked on those downs. He plays on a bulky, powerful base that helps absorb double teams with re relative success, and he has the upper body strength to beat a single block. He needs to improve his hand command at the point of attack and learn to shed with better timing to help him finish more consistently. Davidson projects as a backup nose for odd or even fronts. My personal player comp for him, um, and this doesn't look great because he's a free agent, but Darius Phylon, a guy who played for the Cardinals, a guy who's played for the Chargers, mm -hmm. a guy who's played for the Raiders. We saw the impact that he had uh, for the Raiders in that uh, that crazy NFL finale with the Raiders, Chargers. Um, so I think he can be that kind of guy where he's not going to be starting every single down, but a definite role player um, as like a ceiling for a guy like DJ Davidson. Yeah. Um, I kind of reminds me of like keeping in conference, Kenny Clark from UCLA. Yeah. who's on the Packers now. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have an impact right away. Like he, he has, but Kenny yeah. Clark was a first round pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm like with the. I feel like Sean's taking like a back seat today. Yeah, he doesn't I, want to compare anybody. I don't want to compare anybody, and also like if I'm being, I don't want to be pessimistic, because I think the reality is is that, like, not to get on Ray again, but like the whole like we're producing NFL prospects, don't think they really are. Like I, I think the reality is is that most of these guys are not going to be contributors in the NFL. Um. So I just didn't want to get too negative, um, but I, I could see him, like him. I keep bringing them up, but like on the Bills, like a guy. Like I feel like it's the kind of team where you get a guy like a, a star Latoule. Uh, that was almost my comp. Yeah, like um, damn it, I comp somebody. Um, <laughs> but like I could like it's a guy that just contributes and it's like uh, <laughs> like uh, like all of these guys are going to be guys that are going to have to work harder than everyone else if they want an opportunity, with the exception of Rashad. Like, Rashad is, a, is obviously just a talented running back. But everyone else is going to have to work harder than everybody else, and I believe that they, they can. Um, so I, I feel like this is another guy that you're going to you're gonna hear a couple years from now, and he's going to, like, get a sack out of nowhere, and you're going to be like, oh, shit, I didn't even realize he was playing for yeah. the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Like, um, something like that. I feel like these are all guys that you're going to be taking off of potential and and their work ethic, and you're going to see how they can develop over a couple of years. But I think, with the exception of Rashad, if you're expecting anybody to be an instant contributor on any roster, you're kind of it's kind of wishful thinking at this point. 
mean, it's going to be interesting to see not only where Davidson lands, but kind of all of these guys. Um, if you want a little bit more in-depth than what we talked about today, again, you can go to gophnx.com, check out the story I wrote on Monday about the offensive prospects, and I will have a defensive prospects story out either today or on Wednesday. Um, so again, head over to gophnx.com, and while you're over there looking for content, become a member of the family, because when you do, you're going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up, and there really isn't a better time to become a member of the GoPHNX family because we got a lot going on. We talked about the Cardinals draft party that's kicking off on Thursday. Sean, the Coyotes got a big event planned um, for next week, don't they? Yes. Uh, no, Friday. 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 Um, so now we have three options. Ooh. Because if you already, because we've heard that some people have a ticket to the gate to the final game at Healy River Arena already, but they still want to be on the party bus. So whether you have a ticket or not, you can go to the PHNX locker um, and join us for our PHNX Coyotes takeover for the final game at Gila River Arena. Um, the Dome Zone, right? The, yeah, we're going to the Dome Zone. Josh Dome will be there for a meet and greet. You'll get a T-shirt, pictures, autograph, all that. Um, get a ride to and from the game, a party bus. Um, it's going to be a party. P- all The whole Coyotes crew is going to be on it. PD, well, not Craig, because Craig has to work. But PD and Leah will be there. Mm-hmm. Um Craig wants to do some some PD's puck talk stuff like that, but there's gonna be there's gonna be alcohol on the bus. It's gonna be a party. Um, but yeah, ticket to the game, giveaways, uh, just a whole good time. You get to meet Josh Doan. It's the final game at Gila River Arena. It's gonna be is magic in the air. So I, uh, it's something that even if I wasn't part of a PHNX, I wouldn't want to miss. Mm-hmm. So and where can you get tickets? PHNX locker, baby. So while you're going to become a member and looking for Craig Morgan's content for Gerald's awesome articles. Um, or if you happen to stumble across anything that Mike Luke writes <laughs> about the Wildcats, go pick up your ticket, go get it. It's $85. If you already have a ticket to the game, like Sean said, there's a lot that the whole party bus includes. So it should be a lot of fun. Again, head over to gophnx.com, become a member of the family going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up that is going to do it for us today we'll be back with a live show on wednesday but while you're at it you can follow the show at phnx underscore sun devils and you can follow me at anthony underscore totri shane where can the peeps follow you follow me on twitter at shane deef and for those of you wondering about why we haven't talked about asu women's basketball we'll get to that tomorrow oh yes sir uh, you can follow me at Sean underscore to pause comparable as always. <laughs> Love it. We will be back again Wednesday with a live show, as I mentioned. But for now, peace.